Why, hello there, Satu. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, Boomer. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, we're gonna, you know, I am. I'm great. I just finished uh, a pretty epic workout, and I am. You know what? I'm just feeling pretty good. Awesome. So let's jump right into it, shall we? Yes. Uh, today we're going to be talking about finding and leveraging strengths, and we're going to talk about uh, to the extreme example here why people like professional tennis players, for instance, Roger Federer, uh, and that's only because he's the one that comes to mind right away, <laughs> continues to practice the same serve over and over again, or why, for instance, a NASCAR driver needs to practice turning left all the time, or why somebody like Sebastian Vettel continues to practice his driving. We're going to be talking specifically about virtuosity in this one, and the show notes for this episode are going to be at decodingsuperhuman.com slash virtuosity. Satu, this is your realm and domain of expertise. And so I'm I'm gonna hand it over because I, I want you to just sort of walk me through how you would take a take a client or even me through this. Great. Thank you, Boomer. Um, you very well said that this is one of my favorite topics. Um, also due to the fact that I've been working so many years with strengths, not only with my own strengths but also to help others to identify their strengths. And I would like to start with um, a question, like why would it be important to understand your strengths? Well, you sort of gave us the answer already in the intro. Why do you think for you? Why should we focus on our strengths? Yeah. Well, it's all about, to me, time leverage. And if... I'm looking at how I spend my time. I should spend my time on what I'm best at. And if I'm not the best or certainly close to the best, I can, there should be somebody else that should do it. Yeah, brilliant. Now, does that mean that we can totally ignore our weaknesses? Probably not. Yeah, um, I was going to ask that. Like, because you, you get asked in the interview all the time, what are your weaknesses? Yeah. And it seems like, you know, in a way, everybody has a weakness, but you of can't course. focus on all your weaknesses for sure. No, because if you think about, a, let's say, the tennis player who is at the top of, of the ranking list, and if they would start suddenly focusing on something that they really suck at, which might not even have anything to do with tennis, is that time well spent? Obviously not. So, But you need to still manage those weaknesses. You need to manage those areas that they won't come and eat up your strengths, um, but then put most of the effort in leveraging on your strengths. Now, someone told me years ago that we all need to find our own success and repeat it. So what do I mean with that? We are after identifying success patterns because if we find the things that work well for us, our own strengths, our own success patterns, we can start repeating those. It doesn't mean that we will do the exact same thing all the time, every day, monotonously. No. What do I mean with that is that we can then become even better in the things that we are already good at. And we can identify situations where we can suddenly just say, wow, this is exactly where I want to use this one of my strengths because that will 
create success for me. And it could be in a meeting with a client. If you're a salesperson, you might identify the situation when you're negotiating with a client. And I say, you say, like, wow, okay, now I know exactly which card to play, so to speak. And that is your strength that you're putting into the game. And you know, because you've seen that happen before, that that will create success. Now, what is the issue here? The issue is that most of us, we don't really know what our strengths are. What we could easily say when we go, for example, to an interview and the interviewer asks us or the recruiter, like, what are your strengths? And you start listing things from your experience. Ah, I'm good with numbers. I or was, the one, the stuff that the career book tells you to do. Exactly. So you just learned something that you think is the reply that they want to hear. And I, I'm so, now I'm very sorry that I'm just about to say something, but I will say it anyway. According to my field study, men have it more difficult to identify their strengths and actually to verbalize them than women. Now, don't quote me on this. It might be not be scientific at all. It's just my experience. Now, um, I would encourage everyone of us, women or men, to really take that time early on in your career already or later, if that's uh, that train already went, um, to really take the time to understand and put it on a piece of paper. What are the true core competencies, the core qualities in me? Why do I succeed in the things that I do? What's the differentiator between me and the other CEO that has almost the exact same job description or even works in the same field or the same industry at the competitor's office? What makes it different? What makes it uh, that I make it and he doesn't, for example? And these things can be core qualities in your personality rather than these that I know finance, I know how to do this and that. So now over to you, I'm going to ask you the question now, Boomer. What do you think would be in your personality a core quality or a core strength that you have? So as you alluded to earlier, and I'm going to play the man card here for a second. <laughs> it may be a little bit more difficult for me to identify these um, than others, but in terms of personality here we're talking about personality not yeah. just you know general things like i'm a good multitasker or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. uh so from personality perspective and this is something that i'm very gracious that some of the the podcast listeners have pointed out but also it's worked very well for me in banking is relatability and as a kind of corollary to that uh I don't know, I, like I genuinely care. And so mm -hmm. those two things have served me very well. And when I keep them in mind, have proved to be very successful in the past. Awesome. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm not sure if I answered the question correctly because absolutely. I'm a man and I don't know my own <laughs> strengths. <laughs> you did. You did. I think that's a brilliant start because once I had a client who after three hours still said, I don't have any. <laughs> I was a man, but yeah. But yeah. At the end, he figured them out. Um, but if we pinpoint one of these now, you mentioned that you are genuinely caring. And I think that is a brilliant core as a core value and a core personality trait to have we always want to also look 
into sort of the other side of the coin. And why? Because you want to be sure that you're able to manage your strengths. When that situation comes that you need to pull out that caring card, um, you want to do it consciously. Of course, that is also a natural trait that you have, but you also want to know that you're not letting it control you. So what my question to you is, what do you think is the risk with this personality style that you have being very caring or genuinely caring? If that goes overboard, it becomes your pitfall. What is the risk with that? How do you become that? Oh, this is easy. Uh, Looking at past instances, for instance, you kind of lose the the forest from the trees. Yeah. And the sense where you could be so caring about a person or a situation that you lose the overall perspective. Yeah. And that can result in, you know, bandwidth poverty or just sort of decision making fall faults in my decision making. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of things. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, That was a great analysis. Um, Not many can do it uh, on the spot like that. Um, I think that means that you probably are more aware of your strength than you admit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We could go on and on and dig deeper into this, but we're not going to do it right now. But what do I typically do with my clients is that the path or the journey uh, continues with us understanding, like, how can you become the master of your own strengths so that you can actually then control them and you don't fall into those pitfalls that you just gave us examples for. And Mm -hmm. and you can live a more balanced life in that sense that you can be confident that you have, you're on the driver's seat. That's beautiful. So rather than the strengths driving, you kind of deploy the strengths when you need to. So it's more like that if you're using a fast and the furious analogy here, and these are some really bad movies that I occasionally watch. <laughs> the first uh, one was good. <laughs> yeah. I've seen all eight or nine or whatever it is. Uh, lots of plane rides guys. So using the fast and the furious analogy, it's uh, deploying the strength would be the equivalent of me hitting the nitric oxide button at the right time uh, versus what was that guy's name in the first one? Johnny Tramp or whatever it was, yeah, uh, to win the car. Yeah. But exactly. RIP Paul, Paul Walker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back to, back to the record at hand. Yeah. No, that, that was a great uh, explanation of, of what I wanted to say. Um, yeah. So that, that's how it typically works. And, and all in all, the summary is that uh, we should be able to identify those uh, success stories, success patterns. And how do we do that? We need to first identify our own strengths and our core qualities in our personalities. And through this process or journey, that is a lifelong journey, I, I believe, we can um, be optimizing our performance in a better way and actually lifting ourselves to the next level because we have the control of our own performance and um, core qualities. Beautiful, beautiful. So the key message, guys, is to deploy your strengths and learn how to deploy your strengths at opportune times. Right, Satu? Yes, indeed. 
And there's much more you can read online. And I think we can link a couple of articles and a book to the show notes about uh, finding your strengths and using those success patterns. Absolutely. Show notes for this one are at decodingsuperhuman.com slash virtuosity. Satu, this is a lot of fun. Thank you for putting me on the spot. My pleasure. Thank you, Boomer. Superhumans, have an absolutely epic day. Superhumans, before you go, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy all of our episodes, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. It would really, really help get the word out on what we're doing here at Decoding Superhuman. Feedback. If you want to give us direct feedback or you want to see us cover a specific topic, whether on the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, head on over to your email and email us at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. For those of you who have sent emails to that address, you know that I respond to every single one. And then lastly, would you like 300 to 500 words of highly curated information on how to upgrade performance? If so, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com slash throwdown and you'll get our next issue of the throwdown, which is our 300 to 500 word highly curated digest, if you will, on what's going on in the field of performance. Enjoy your day, superhumans, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's episode.